May God speak to you through today's message from Senior Pastor Mike McGowan. You know, a couple months ago, I was um, visiting with my nephew, who at that time was a senior getting close to graduation from high school, and he was trying to decide where he was going to go to college. He had been accepted to two schools. He had first been accepted to Colorado School of Mines, which, by the way, is one of the premier engineering schools in the United States. I mean, it's an incredibly exclusive place. And he'd also been accepted to Texas A&M. And they also teach engineering there. So anyway, um, (laughs) so we were having this conversation about what to do, and so I asked him a question, honestly, that stopped him in his tracks. And I said, so what's God told you to do? And he just stared at me. He was like, I I don't know. And so that started a whole other conversation about how do you hear God and, and how do you know what God is leading you to do and how do you know for sure that it's him that's leading you, you know, when you're making a key decision. And so then, after we talked about that for a while, he asked me a question that stopped me in my tracks. He said, well, do you teach people at your church how to do that? Now, I wanted to say, oh, yeah, like all the time, I totally do that, yeah. And then I realized that, you know, the truth is, is that we do talk about how to have an ever-deepening relationship with God, but it's always in the context of what we're talking about in other series, you know, whether it's a, a parenting series or a marriage series or about wisdom or, you know, about finances, you know, about whatever. And so it was in those moments that I feel like the Holy Spirit was saying, hey, you know what, it's time to do an entire series just about how to go deeper in a personal relationship with God. And so that's what we're going to do during this series. Because the truth is, the mission statement of Parkway Fellowship is to reach the lost at any cost and grow them to maturity. So this entire series, we're going to focus on the growing to maturity part. But look, here's the thing. As your pastor, I I care about you. And I want you to have the best personal relationship with God that you possibly can. I want you to experience all that God has for you in this life. Because it's when you develop that personal relationship with God, that's when, when you're facing a big decision, you can have confidence in what God is leading you to do. That's when, when, whenever tragedy occurs or something unexpected or inexplicable happens in your life, that that's when you can experience God's peace that truthfully you shouldn't have in those situations, but you can have anyway because you have it because of that personal relationship. It's out of that personal relationship that God can help you avoid those, you know, in the moment type of decisions that don't really seem that big of a deal at a time, but really have the potential to totally wreck your life. And even if you have made mistakes in the past and there's things that you regret, things that you wish you could undo, it's God who can, who can help you out of that personal relationship, help you understand that he still has an amazing plan for your life and he wants to do incredible things through you. And all of that comes from that ever-deepening personal relationship. And now I'm going to be honest with you, for me, 
making the decision to focus on deepening my relationship with Christ, my personal relationship with Christ, that is the single greatest life-changing decision that I've ever made. I, I, I promise you, if I had not made that decision, I would not be married to Amy today. I would not have started Parkway Fellowship because both of those things came out of that personal relationship with God. And so I want you to experience those sorts of things too. And so that's what we're going to focus on during this series. Now, here's the thing. That relationship with God starts by becoming a Christ follower, okay? I mean, that is absolutely the first step. Because here's the thing. God says that our sin separates us from him. Our sin is anything that we ever do that's wrong. And so our sin separates us from God. That's why God had to send his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth. Jesus died on a cross so that his death could pay the penalty for your sin, so he could provide forgiveness for all of that sin, so that you could have a relationship with God here on this earth. And the beauty is, is that relationship doesn't just continue here on this earth, it continues even after you die. See, that's why it's so important that everybody becomes a Christ follower before they die, because if you don't, then you remain separated from God, not just on this earth, but even after you die. But if you become a Christ follower and ask Jesus to forgive you, then your sins are, wiped, are all wiped away. You can have a relationship with God while you're here, and that relationship continues after you die in heaven. So look, it is, I just cannot tell you how important it is that if you've never become a Christ follower, you have to start there. Like that's the first step. So if you've never asked Jesus Christ to forgive you and you'd like to do that today, there's a sample prayer, it's in your message notes, it's on the back. I want you to take a moment and I want you to pray that prayer right now. Pray that prayer right now. Now, for those of you that have already prayed that prayer, you already are a Christ follower, you've already made that first step, okay? Now it's time to go deeper in your personal relationship with God. Now, in order to have a relationship with God, you've got to do what it takes to build any relationship, and that means that you have to put in the time. You've got to put in the time. So today, I want to talk to you about some things that the Lord has shown me over the years to make that time alone with God more meaningful. Now, look... A lot of the things we're going to talk about today, it's going to sound like a lot of mechanics, okay? And, and I mean, honestly, the truth of the matter is, it is a lot of mechanics. But the purpose of those mechanics is to help you have a relationship with God. It's not just doing things, it's doing things with a purpose. It's to develop and deepen that relationship. Now, in the, in, in the rest of this series, we're going to talk about how to read the Bible so you can get a ton out of it every time you do it. We're going to talk about how to pray in a very deep and meaningful way. We're going to talk about so many other things. Uh, we're going to talk about how to memorize verses of the Bible so that you can retain them and keep them for the long haul and use them in conversations and in your life. We're going to talk about a lot of different things. And so this series is going to, each message builds on the, on the previous one. So I would encourage you, listen to all the messages in this series. But today, we're going to start with how to have a meaningful time alone with God. So, Pull out your message notes. If you haven't done so already, let's start by asking this question. How do I develop this meaningful time alone with God? Number one is this. I need to commit to a place. I need to commit to a place. Look what the Bible says in Luke chapter 5, beginning verse 15. It says this. It says, yet the news about him, that's about Jesus, spread all the more, so that the crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. And I want you to underline all of verse 16. 
But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Now, you need to understand the context here. This happens right after Jesus miraculously heals a man of leprosy. And so right after he, he does this incredible miracle, like he withdraws to a lonely place and prays. But that's probably not what you and I would have done. I mean, like, if I'd just done this miracle and, like, I just healed this guy of leprosy, like, I'm taking a selfie with him right there and I'm posting it. Like, it's going to Instagram, it's going to Facebook, it's going to Twitter. I mean, like, hashtag all clean. I mean, it's going out. Like, I want people to see this thing. I mean, this is awesome, right? But that's not what Jesus does, okay? Jesus, he withdraws to a lonely place to be with his father. I'm telling you, Jesus knew that the things that he did for God needed to be done out of the overflow of his relationship with God. He needed the things that God was going to do in him, that's what flowed out of him that changed so many lives. But in order to fill up, he had to withdraw to lonely places where he would pray. <laughs> and the same is true for you, it's for me. Because look, here's the thing. If all you do in this life is you, you just focus on being good, but yet you don't have that personal relationship with God, you know, undergirding that, then at some point in time, you, will, it, you run the risk of using your good behavior as a bargaining chip with God. That basically when something tragic or something unexpected happens, that you basically, you end up saying to God, okay, God, you know what? I've done all this stuff for you, and so I need you to do some things for me. Now, I mean, honestly, probably none of us would actually say it like that. But that's how we behave. And that's how we think. But if you consistently meet alone with God in lonely places, the truth is, you, you end up avoiding that manipulative type thinking because you realize you can't control God. You can't control him like that. So instead, when something happens that you don't understand, what you do is you take all of your pain and all of your struggle and all the stuff that you don't understand, and you just, you take it to God, and you say, God, I need you to help me sort all of this stuff out. And he does, because that's what you've been doing with God all along, before that crisis happened. You see now why, why having that relationship is so incredibly important? Now, for me, my lonely place is in the den of our home, like really, really early in the morning. Like I get up before anybody else because like that's the time that I can be alone. And so there's a chair, and I'm there in my chair, and with my Bible and all of my stuff that I use for my time alone with God. Now look, every now and then, like one of the kids will get up early and like, you know, they'll see me, you know, they may see me with my Bible or see me, you know, praying or, you know, see me writing my notebook or something like that. And look, that's okay. I mean, every now and then if they see me like, that's, that's cool. In fact, it's probably good because first off, then they actually know that like dad's actually doing that, not just preaching about it. But it, <laughs> well, it's true, but it's, it's also good. It's also good because, you know, it encourages them to do that as well. And so, you know, if, if your kids or your spouse interrupts you from time to time, like, that's no big deal. Now, look, now don't, don't be manipulative with it, okay? Like, put, do it in a place where, like, they're, you know they're going to see you. Like, you know, like, your kids get up, you know, in the morning, they, you know, like, 
okay, Dad, like, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. I just thought I would kneel here and pray loudly you know, outside your door. Like, <laughs> don't mind me. Pretend like I'm not here. You know, I mean, come on. I mean, don't do anything like really silly, manipulative like that. That's not the point. But if they see you from time to time, like, that's no big deal. Now, here's, here's, why, here's why a lonely place is so important. Because it's when, in a lonely place where it's just you and God and there's nobody else there, that's when you'll be really honest with God. Because if it's not a lonely place, you won't be truly honest with God. You won't be genuine. You won't be authentic. You won't pour your heart out to him. You will not be honest to the core. And so you need that. I need that. But that doesn't happen unless we commit to a place, to a lonely place where it's just me and God. Does that make sense? Okay, number two. Second thing we've got to do is this. I need to designate a time. I need to designate a time. Look what the Bible says in Mark 135. It says this. It says, very early in the morning. I want you to underline that. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark. Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Now look, check it out. Remember, solitary place, so there's that lonely place again. But I want you to also notice the time, okay? It was very early in the morning. Now there's other examples where Jesus prays in the morning hours, but, but I really wanted to see that, he des- that it's a designated time. Do you have a designated time that you meet alone with God? I'm telling you, if you don't have a designated time, you really won't be very consistent, okay? And you, look, you know this from other parts of your life, okay? Like, with working out, like, if you're going to go exercise, if you don't have a designated time, you're probably not going to be very consistent doing it. I mean, you know, if you just say, you know what, yeah, I'm totally going to work out today. I'll just, I'll do it with, you know, whatever time I've got left over. Like, it ain't happening. Like, who has time left over? Like, nobody. That never happens. And so, look, here's the thing. If you know it doesn't work with exercise, something that the devil is not fighting you tooth and nail for every inch of ground, then why do you think it would work with your spiritual life where the devil is fighting you tooth and nail for every inch of ground? Well, it won't. And so you have to designate a time. Now look, there's, there's no Bible verse that says when that designated time has to be. So, you know, it can be any time you want. It could be in the morning. It can be, you know, in the evening. It could be midday. You know, just do whatever works for you, okay? Now, I personally have my time early in the morning. So let me, let me, let me talk about that for just a second, why I choose the early morning hours. One of the key reasons I choose the morning hours is because I have found in my personal life that if I will spend time alone with God in the morning, I spend a whole lot more time asking him for strength and guidance for the day than forgiveness for the things I did during the day, okay? I'm just being straight. Like, that's how it goes for me. And I, I also realize that, you know, if I spend time alone with God in the morning, like, I, I, I just, I feel like, I feel like my heart becomes more aligned with his. And so, like, I'm a better dad. Like, I'm a better husband. I'm a better pastor. I'm a better person. I'm a better leader. In fact, I, I try not to make big decisions unless I've met alone with God that day. Because it really helps me a ton. Now, let me, let me argue the other side for just a second. I, I know plenty of people that have their time alone with God in the evenings. 
And again, that's a perfectly acceptable time to do it. So if it works better for you in the evening, then do it. Because, you know, what, and they tell me, they're like, hey, you know what, it works for me because then I process the day, you know, with my Heavenly Father and I ask strength and guidance to do it differently or to do it better or to do it the same tomorrow. And so the point is, do what works for you. Do whatever works for you. But you have to designate a time where it won't happen. Okay? All right, number three. Number three is this. I need to assume a posture of humility. Assume a posture of humility. Look at the Bible says in Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. It says, now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees. I want you to underline that got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Look, Daniel prayed on his knees. Okay, look, whenever you get down on your knees, like this is a posture of humility. Okay, don't underestimate the long-term value of daily getting on your knees before God. Because when you get on your knees before God, basically what you're saying to God, just by your posture, you're saying, God, you are so incredibly great. And I am so small. And so I humble myself before you because you alone are God. You know, the greatest people in the Bible had their greatest failures when they allowed pride to creep in and settle in their hearts. And I'm telling you, when pride comes in, like, it's a slow burn. It happens slowly over time, almost imperceptible. But when you daily get on your knees before God, it is this daily posture that also changes the posture of your heart. And it keeps pride and arrogance at bay. So I'm telling you, get on your knees when you do this. And you have to have a pillow to make it more comfortable, then do that. But assume a posture of humility. Now, let me just say this. There's some long-term benefits, some benefits of getting on your knees that you won't understand until for long term. I, I've been doing this for years. And so for me, now when I get on my knees to pray, I mean, almost immediately, like my heart rate slows, like my breathing deepens, my mind immediately, you know, goes to God, and I, I mean, I, I immediately feel like I'm in his presence. Now, that, that didn't happen right away. That happened after years. But I'm telling you, now I have a physical reaction to a physical posture that has spiritual results. But that happens over long periods of time. And so I'm telling you, assume a posture of humility. All right, number four, here it is. Make a strong commitment. Oh, you gotta make a strong commitment. Make a commitment to have a time alone with God and stick with it. You gotta make it a huge priority. You know, bottom line, you have to be convinced that your life is better off by spending time with God, and it's worse off not spending time with God. 
I mean, are you convinced of that truth? Are you really, you have to ask, I mean, ask yourself, am I really convinced that my life is better off if I spend with time with God and worse off if I don't? You have to get to that place in life. Now, both the benefit and the problem of spending time alone with God is that it's, a, it's cumulative, okay? It's a, it's a cumulative effect, okay? It's like, it's like working out. It's like exercise, okay? Like, if you miss a day, no big deal. But in the same vein of thinking, you can't make it all up in a day if you've missed a whole bunch. Because, you know, only doing it one day doesn't really yield much results either. You can't make it up. You know, again, it's like exercise. I mean, have you ever, have you ever, you know, been away from the gym like six months or longer or something like that, and then you decide, you know, okay, I'm going back. Man, I'm doing this. I'm getting back. And you go back to the gym, and you're like, you hit it hard. You know what I mean? Like, you really pump the weights. I mean, you really get on the machines. You really run. I mean, you really get after it. You're like, yeah, I still got it. And then two days later, like, you can't move. Like, and you, and you really debate, you know, like, I wonder if it would be easier if I just laid my toothbrush down and just did this. Like, because, like, I just, like, I can't even lift my arms, right? Because you can't make it all up in a day. You, missing a day doesn't hurt you, but you can't make it all up in a day either. And it's the same thing in your spiritual life. It's the same thing with God, okay? You can't make up for missing an extended period of time with God by, you know, like reading 200 pages of the Bible and praying for five hours. It's not how it works. It's summative. It's cumulative. It's the daily benefit of daily being disciplined to do it. But look what the Bible says. Look at these three verses. In Luke 9, 23, let's look at the first one. It says, this is Jesus talking. Then he said to them all, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily, circle daily, and follow me. Matthew 6, 11, this is the Lord's Prayer. Give us today our daily bread, circle daily. Basically, you're praying every day for what you need. Proverbs 8, 34, blessed is the man who listens to me watching daily, circle daily, at my doors, waiting at my doorway. So look, make a commitment to spend time alone with God daily. Missing a day doesn't hurt you. But only doing it one day doesn't help you either because it's cumulative, it's summative. Now, the problem is, is that tons of people have tried this and like two weeks later, you know, pfft, like they're not doing it anymore, okay? Ah, right, seriously, why is that? Well, let me tell you a secret about how to make your commitment and maintain that habit for the long haul. Okay? And by the way, this works for any new habit, you know, whether it's diet or exercise or stopping smoking or you know, whatever it is you're trying to do. Okay? Here's the secret to making it work over the long haul. On the, day, on the days you don't feel like it, make yourself do it anyway. That's it. Seriously, on the days you don't feel like it, make yourself do it anyway. Because look, there's, there's going to be some days that you just simply can't. You know, you're traveling or something's happening or, you know, something weird happens. Don't worry about that because remember, missing one day doesn't hurt you. But on the days you don't feel like it, if you will make yourself do it anyway, man, I'm telling you, that's where the real value is. Because it's the people that make themselves do it even when they don't feel like it. Those are the people that are maintaining their commitment six weeks later, six months later, six years later. Because they never get out of the habit of doing it. They maintain the habit because even on the days they don't feel like it, they make themselves do it anyway. 
And so on the days you don't feel like making uh, time alone to spend with God, then make yourself do it anyway. Because remember, look, this isn't about developing just a good habit, okay? This is about having a relationship with God who loves you and wants to talk to you, wants to lead you, wants to guide you. And so it's, look, it's not about checking a box. It's about a relationship. And by the way, on the days you don't feel like it, it has been my personal experience that it's on those days that God oftentimes gives me something totally unexpected that I absolutely needed. I mean, I'm telling you, it's, a, it's, it's uncanny how often that happens. But it's all, it almost always happens on the days that I wasn't, I just didn't feel like it. And by the way, if you don't feel like it, I mean, don't you think that there might be some like dark spiritual force behind that, like motivating that feeling of like, I shouldn't do this, okay? Like that ain't Jesus, okay? Like that's the pointy headed guy, all right? He doesn't want you to spend time alone with God. And so he makes it so we're like, oh, I don't know if I feel like that, but so you know what? Make yourself do it anyway. Because that's where the payoff is, man. Okay, now, here's what I know. That a lot of the stuff that we've talked about today, like, it just doesn't feel super spiritual. It doesn't feel, because it's, it's a lot of the mechanics. Like, I get that. Okay, so even though it doesn't feel super spiritual, I can promise you this, it will have super spiritual results in your life if you'll put it into practice. So let me ask you this question. Which of these four things we've talked about are you currently not doing? Seriously, which of these four things we've talked about today are you currently not doing? And if you will make a commitment to do them, find a lonely place, designate a time, get on your knees, spend time alone with God, even if you don't feel like it, I'm telling you, you won't believe the amount of difference it'll make in your life. It'll, it'll be huge. Now, over the next two weeks, I'm going to show you, the next two weeks, I'm going to show you the things that you should do during this time alone with God, okay? So if you're sitting here and you're wondering, well, I, I don't know what to do when I, after I get on my knees. I don't know what to do in this lonely place. Well, if you don't know what to do, then take the book of Mark in the Bible, in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, second book, read one chapter a day, one chapter a day, and when you pray, pray and ask God for whatever it is you want to see him do, either in your life or in the lives of other people. So just do that for this week. But then come back next week, because I'm going to, again, this is going to build. And we're going to talk about what you do when you read the Bible. I'm telling you, it's going to be great. But commit to doing the stuff we talked about today, because I'm telling you, like, they don't, they don't necessarily sound deep, but I promise you, they will take you deeper than you've ever been before. Let me pray for you. Father, I want to say thank you. Thank you for these practices, these, these mechanics that can help us take us to a place with you that we've never been before. And so I pray for every person listening to me today, God, that you would help them say, you know what, all right, I'll just try it. And they would put these things into practice. And during this first week that they would notice, notice marked change defining difference, and Lord, that it would yield a relationship with you that grows deeper and deeper with each passing day. And so I pray that for all of us, God, 
that you would help all of us grow deeper with you. And bring us back next week so that we can learn how to build on that. And ask you to do it. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com or facebook.com slash parkwayfellowship. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more. It is available both in the Apple App Store and Android's Google Play.